Thanks for listening to the CISO Diaries podcast. We're Leah. And I'm Sia. And we started this podcast with the intent to give CISOs and cybersecurity professionals a place to be their authentic selves. These are the unedited stories told of how they got into cybersecurity, their real struggles that they persevered through, their personal anecdotes that make them tick, and the leadership advice based on their own experiences. And we want to especially spotlight those that are contributing and giving back to the community apart from their day jobs. This podcast is for everyone, especially if you're a leader or someone aspiring to leadership. Who knows? You may find yourself working with these awesome leaders. So join us on your favorite podcast player. And please don't forget to subscribe, follow, like, and comment and engage in the conversation. And now let's get to know our CISO on our latest diary entry. Oh, yeah. Hello, we're here with another episode of the CISO Diaries. I'm Leah here with my co-host Sia. A quick shout out to our sponsor, Cyber Future Foundation. They are a nonprofit think tank of doers focused on broad cybersecurity initiatives and making impact across the world for a safer and trusted environment. We are here with our special guest today, Nick Werner. Nick, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for having me, Leah. Good. And Nick is the application security engineer at Experian. I want to read the definition of a leader, and we'll get into that a little bit of our conversation. And Nick, at your early career stage in cyber, um, you are a leader already. And so let me just read this definition. A leader is someone who can see how things can be improved and who rallies people to move toward that better vision. Leaders can work toward making their vision a reality while putting people first. Just being able to motivate people isn't enough. Leaders need to be empathetic and connect with people to be successful. And the reason why I wanted to read that definition is because it's been interesting to me in conversations to hear how people define leaders of cybersecurity. Sometimes I think they focus too much on what level in their career are they and what title do they hold, which I don't agree with. I think a leader can be across any level, but it does take a certain characteristic to be a leader. So Nick, I think with that said, do you see yourself as a leader? I don't know. That's a tough question. Cause yeah, I mean, just thinking about it, you know, just a year ago or more, you know, I, I didn't see myself as a leader. I definitely, you know, I was in the same boat as everyone else, like, you know, just trying to learn and trying to get my first job in cybersecurity or, you know, whatever it is you're posting on LinkedIn or whatever and getting you know, hundreds of likes on a post. It's, and people are actually reading my articles and like listening to what I have to say. It's, it's really awesome. It makes me feel good that you agree and think that I'm a leader. But, you know, for me personally, I don't, I don't know if I, if I see myself as that, that much of a leader, but <laughs> that's good that other people do for sure. <laughs> so knowledgeable and modest at the same time, which let's, <laughs> let's be honest, how many security folks do we know are modest or have humble as part of their, you know, description? <laughs> I'm joking. Oh my exactly. goodness gracious, I'm joking. <laughs> so Nick, it's really a pleasure to meet you. And you know, with where you're at and looking at your history, have you always had that desire to go into security or is this something you fell into? It's definitely something that's been that's like recent for me. Before, I mean, it's like everyone idea what you want to do. So you, you know, go to college because that's just kind of the thing that, you know, people say that you should do and then I switched around my major quite a bit. I at first I was like doing finance, then I 
thought I wanted to be a doctor at some point. So I did like biology. And then eventually I was like, all right, maybe I want to try computer science. So I, so I went to my advisor and I was like, Hey, what do I have to do to be in a, be in computer science? And he was like, well, I think actually this information systems degree would be, you'd be better suited for since you already have some like business credits. So I was like, okay. And then I, I took my first like security class and I just thought it was just so interesting. So I knew from there, I was like, man, I really have to get into security. How do I, how do I even start? So basically like that, that summer, I tried to get my first internship, but I ended up getting like a software engineering internship just to kind of feel it out, see where I was, uh, see what I liked. And then after that, I got like a help desk internship. And then I finally was able to get into cybersecurity. And I got my first job as a cybersecurity analyst when I graduated um, with my bachelor's degree. So yeah. So no, I didn't always know that I wanted to be in security, but I realized a few years ago that I did. <laughs> so, you know, you, you have good perspective, certainly, at least what you've communicated to us. And I think what you post very publicly and write about is that you worked hard to get in and to get even to where you are right now. Talk a little bit about that. And also, was it, I forget which exactly job it was. Maybe it was the help desk one. You mentioned you had basically started making friends with the security team and really those type of things. I think that's important to share with us because there, it is a lot of work to progress in a career and also within cybersecurity specifically to get into the field. Um, and you put that work in. So can you just talk a little bit about some of what you did? And I mean, I'm sure it was a struggle and challenge at times. Tell us about the hard work that you got to this point. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's obviously like a ton of work that was put into it. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize. They're like, oh, you know, they, they do the same thing as me. They go and they take their first you know, security class or they learn about it from somewhere and they're like, oh, this is super interesting. I want to get right into it. But they don't realize that there's so many like prerequisite things you kind of need to know before you just top right into security. And you can totally do it. I mean, for me, I didn't know pretty much anything. And then about like, you know, eight months later or so, I was, I had my first internship. And then a few months after that, I had my first job in cybersecurity. And even after that, I mean, it was really hard for me to go from a cybersecurity analyst to like an application security engineer. Like it was just a whole new like skill set that I needed. So, I mean, I had to study, you know, I studied probably 20, 25 hours a week for months until I finally was able to like get that knowledge and actually like be able to know what I'm kind of talking about in like an interview or something. And then, you know, my current company gave me a chance, but that's, I think a, a good lesson to learn. It's just a lot of things like seem simple, but if you really want something, you really got to put in the work in order to get to that goal. Oh, there we go. So wait, what? <laughs> You're trying to tell me that we have to work for a living to get what we want? Uh, humor me, mm -hmm. kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. It's it's, it's it's tough. It's tough to hear. I get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but is that but that's a whole gist of it all though with security and spe you know specifically is you have to constantly be working at it and learning and proactively thinking of different ways to do the job, right? Or is this something you can sit back and just crunch some code and then walk out for the day? It's, it doesn't sound like that to me. Right. Yeah. No. Definitely not. It's definitely not. You know, clock in it you know, clock in at nine, clock out at five. It's, I mean, some jobs like are kind of like that, but for security, it's definitely not for security. You know, you maybe at your day job, you clock in from nine to five, but then 
on your off hours, you got to be studying and keeping up to date. Because I mean, if you're just sitting around just waiting for things to happen, like you're going to get passed up, you're not, you're going to, there's going to be all these new things that you just don't know about. And you're going to be expected to know that. I think that's the thing with security is that you're really expected to know all these new things that are happening, as well as knowing like the prerequisite knowledge, and then also knowing all this new stuff. So I mean, I think that's like what's nice about security is that there's always new things to learn. It's always interesting. It's never like it never gets stale, really. That is true. It does not get stale. Um, (laughs) And I mean, my background before I went into security was IT and networking. And it was interesting because in being in that field, I didn't get asked so much the same questions as I got when I started my path into cybersecurity, which was beyond what you do for your job. What are you doing to give back to the community? How else are you contributing? How else are you involved, right? And that is a big part of many people in cybersecurity is they've, and and why it's not just a nine to five job is they have their hands in other things and other initiatives, right? Nick, you, you're one of those examples. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the group that you started, the information security group and, and why. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to take credit for starting it per se, but I definitely did help it a lot to get off the ground and stuff because I thought it was a really awesome community. It's called InfoSec Live and it's a really awesome community where it's like we're bringing together, you know, people like you guys in C-suite and people, you know, more entry level and we're like kind of bring and like, you know, everyone in between, we're just like bringing those people together and having them talk because I think there's just a lot of like disconnect going on within security in particular. That's just having all these kinds of people get together and share ideas and talk and stuff is just really helpful. We're also like putting together events and, you know, like we just did like a hackathon sort of thing. It was kind of like a capture the flag thing and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's, it's really nice, like little community that we have. I think we have about 700 members now and we've only, we, uh, it was created like, um, I want to say like a month or two ago. So, I mean, it's, that's it's weird. really, it's really grown, especially lately with all the things that we've been doing. I mean, but yeah, it's, it, that's pretty time consuming. I, I haven't had as much time lately to put towards that as I'd like, but, um, cause I have some of my own things. Like I just, you know, finished up my master's degree. I'm also, you know, I'm still studying a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm writing like articles and stuff that, that hopefully people are enjoying and reading and just, just doing all sorts of things that are taking a lot of my time. LinkedIn takes a lot of my time, like responding to people's messages, mentoring people. I mean, it's, it's, it's a full-time job after a full-time job. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Nick, you're blowing me away here because you know, I spent so much time on social media platforms and helping clients understand how to engage on social media. Where and how and why did you choose LinkedIn as your primary platform or is it just happens to be because of the topic? How did you grow your following and why did you choose like LinkedIn, for example? Um, so I chose LinkedIn initially just because it seemed like it seemed like it just had I don't know if I'd say like the most impact, but it seemed like people were just more serious on LinkedIn and would appreciate some more serious topics on LinkedIn. And like because I, I also tried out Twitter and Twitter, mm-hmm. I, I have about like a thousand followers on Twitter and I I just haven't posted in a while because I I just don't find that I get like 
the feedback that I'm looking for, <laughs> if, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm curious if you, you've seen this or not, but what I've seen on Twitter increasingly, at least cybersecurity discussions compared to LinkedIn is it's getting a little, people are doing a lot of fighting and name calling. Yeah. So I, I kind of stay off a bit more. LinkedIn is more yeah. mine too. Yeah, I, think, I, yeah. I felt like people were constantly like trying to like start fights with each other. And like, if it wasn't like, I, I just feel like on Twitter, the pe- the people who post more controversial stuff tend to get more like likes and follows and stuff, which I just, I don't, I don't have a need to post things like that. So like, I'm usually just in the business of posting things that are just helpful and like friendly and nice. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't want to be controversial. So yeah. So if, can I, can I ask you an indiscreet question? I need to ask you permission if I may ask you. Okay. <laughs> Knowing that you are less mature than I am, you're younger than me. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Um, do you find yourself that there's a credibility issue? Cause you are posting a lot of thoughtful articles, very helpful, but mm-hmm. are you getting challenged at all with the content by virtue of your stage you are in your career? I don't, I don't feel like I am. I mean, sometimes like I see comments or messages that are like, Oh, well, you know, why should I listen to you? I want to, you know, talk to a billionaire about how they made their first million. I don't want to talk to, to you about, <laughs> cause you're, you're not like an expert. Like you've only been doing it for a couple of years. And no, I totally get that. But most people are very, are very supportive. And like, I don't, I don't find that I really have like a credibility issue. Cause I feel like for me, it's like, I feel like, like a security engineer is pretty, gives me quite a bit of credibility. And I don't, I don't know the word for it, but get credibility just because I have a fancy looking position. But I feel like, and, and on LinkedIn, it, no one would really know that I'm, you know, 24 or so young. You like, didn't have I think, to say your age, darling. I was just trying, I was trying <laughs> to guide you along there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't really find much of an issue with it. And there's tons of people also who are like way more experienced than me who, find my articles useful or my posts useful. So it's, I think it's a, I, I just think overall, it's like a great community and like cybersecurity community in general is just really friendly and like helpful. So interesting. You said that about some of the comments around, well, I want to hear from the person that made the billions and their experience, right? Whereas they mm-hmm. count more. And that's some perspective I want to talk about a bit because I don't say, I don't think that's necessarily true. It can be, you can be born in with that, right? As are you more of a leader or collaborator, individual contributor, or somebody who would want to have and lead a team? You can have leadership at all levels. You can be an expert in areas at all levels and ages. And it's just different, right? It, it's obviously someone who has more years in the field or doing more because they're older will have more experience, right? And and more to share. But I would say it's not to discount our future leaders here like Nick. Um, and I'm saying this to everyone out there listening to us because Nick, the things that you are doing early in your career right now, it is leaders. It's a leadership quality. And I was talking to another person today who's, uh, you know, and see as an eyes age bracket. <laughs> um, and we were talking about you because I think you were on his show and I said, you know, he's a leader already. And there are people out there older that agree with that. Um, but I was looking at your post three days ago, right? The attention job seekers one. 
And I mean, every time you post something that's just so thoughtful and, and meaningful and based on your experience, this one had 229 likes, 46 comments. Talk about engagement. That is mm-hmm. pretty good. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important that, well, I don't know, you're, you're the example of, it doesn't need to be a person at a certain age or a certain number of years in the field to have leadership qualities and be a leader at where, where they're at now. Right. I have strong opinions on this, clearly. (laughs) Slightly biased. You're slightly biased. Yeah. I mean, I actually like recently, I don't know if you saw it, but I recently like posted an article about, you know, networking and like how to build your own brand on LinkedIn. And it didn't do quite as well as I had hoped, but I think it's really thoughtful and really has a lot of like really great advice for people actually looking to, who are looking to build their own brand on LinkedIn or looking to improve their networking skills or something like that. And I'm not... I'm not like touting that I'm like some expert or anything, but I feel like the things that I have going on on LinkedIn and like, you know, I have about 5,000 followers on LinkedIn and I, you know, as you said, like my posts get a lot of like interaction and stuff. So I, I feel like I have like a decent perspective of like how to grow your following and stuff like that. And I mean, I, in my article, I go through like four months ago, I had, you know, 20 people liking my posts. I had 500 connections and now four months later, I have, you know, this, that, and the other, but I don't know. And I provide tips and all that, but I just feel like people don't particularly want to see that kind of stuff. They'd rather see, oh, just do this and you can be an expert on this. But in reality, it's like, you have to do so many different things. Like it's not just with cybersecurity, breaking into cybersecurity. It's not just, oh, I need to be an expert on this and that. It's like, no, you need to work on your your networking on LinkedIn. Cause it's like, if you're if you're an expert and you know all these things and you're super knowledgeable in cybersecurity, like no one's going to know if you have no presence on LinkedIn or any sort of anything, you don't know anyone. Like, I I don't know. That's, that's just my opinion on it. (laughs) No, I'm going to quote that. That is like genius. And it's so true. Do you find that message there that you said it didn't hit or resonate as much as you had hoped? Do you feel that those that do embrace your message follow a certain demographic? Meaning, is it folks early in their career or folks that transitioned into cybersecurity that they're new into the industry? Or is it something where maybe, you know, do you see a trend of who listens, if you will? Do you know? I, I don't know, honestly. I feel like it's maybe some some of the younger people that tend to follow what I say more. But I, I don't know, because I feel like maybe some of the older folks, they just... They just don't understand the reach that like LinkedIn has, you know, but so I'd say probably maybe the younger people wouldn't perhaps like appreciated my advice more, but I I really don't know. (laughs) Well, let me ask you this, Amy, and obviously you don't have time to do the analytics around it, but the people that are making comments that are actually taking time to engage, do they Mm -hmm. follow a certain demographic early in their year, early career, later, latter career leadership? Yeah. I mean, I feel like. I feel like, cause I don't really know like the age per se, but I'd say that most probably, I don't know. I just, I'm just ballparking that. I'm just saying probably like, probably 75% are like early on in their career and mm-hmm. probably the other 25% are more experienced. Um, but that's kind of like more of the demographic that I'm trying to hit is more like, mm-hmm. you know, people that are earlier on in their career that I can really help. Cause for me, it's like I have. You know, I have a lot of experience being brand new to cybersecurity, but I don't have a ton of experience being, you know, I'm not, I'm only two years in, I'm not 10 years or 20 years. Like, so, so that's cause so I'm not, I'm not going to be good at giving advice on like, you know, how to have a 
amazingly successful 20 year career in cybersecurity. I'm just going to be like, how do you, how do you break into cybersecurity? How do you? But you bring up something really amazing here is the fact that you have the wherewithal to know to network, to make connections, to engage. Was this something that, I mean, okay, you're fresh, you're fairly fresh into your career. Was this something that was taught to you or do you have a mentor? No, no. And that's, that's like the funny thing, I guess, is that it's like, I had to figure all of this out on my own because there's no, I feel like there's no solid resources out there that really are like, um, you know, hey, here's how you do this. Here's how you network. Here's how you, you know, build your following. Here's how you do all these things. Like I, I had to like go out there and, you know, first like see the value in it and then be like, okay, this is how I'm going to accomplish that. So that's like a lot of my articles and posts are about is like, how did I do that? Like, cause there's, there's nothing really out there that tells you exactly how to do it, but that's what I kind of wanted to have like to solve is like, Hey, here's exactly how you do this. Here's exactly how I did it. Maybe it's, I mean, obviously it's going to be different for everyone, but I feel like if I, a couple of years ago or even a year ago, if I had these resources, I would have been, it would have been amazing, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you actually documenting your journey and doing it now, I think too, and maybe wasn't available when you see others um, higher in their career and, you know, higher in numbers of age, but they, they've done articles where they did a look back to say how I got started, right? But you didn't know that at the time. And so I think what's cool that you're doing is it's almost in real time. And I know you've got some articles also on Medium that you've authored and published. And I think what the main thing that stuck out to me too, in one of our initial conversations was when you told me about your job as at the help desk, one of the jobs you had had. And you said, you know, a lot of people early on will get the offers to work help desk and they don't want to do it because they're trying to get another role or different or directly into cyber. And your point back was, I took it because it was a job to get me experience. And I knew I could work in that and get my way into cyber. And I was going to try anything to do that. And I think that was really key to say, because you've, what you've done, what your experience is, and based on all of that is, it's back to that hard work. And you didn't turn your nose down at that type of a job, which I think is really important because what I'd love to do is, you know, if in 10 years, we're still around with this podcast, have you come back and see where you're at then. And then uh, look back to some of those early entries that you've been can point back to on social media and and online. Cause I think that is, it takes, you got to do some of the grunt work sometimes and jobs that we don't love to get to where you want to go and to get there. And and some people still, I think are learning that it's that things just aren't going to fall in their laps, unfortunately. Right. We have to put in the work. Right. Yeah, no, I totally agree. You definitely have to put in the work. Um, (laughs) There's, I mean, I get people all the time turning their nose up at like help desk or something like that, but it's, for me, it was a really great experience. I learned a ton. I was only there for like five, six months, but it was just an internship. But I, I mean, I, I wouldn't trade it. <laughs> I, I thought that it taught me so many things, like taught me like networking and stuff, which is, you know, it's foundational for security. So, and that's the same thing with people who tell me like, Oh, I just want to jump straight into security. Like they're like, I just want to do jump straight into security. Plus I don't know anything about anything, but you know, I'm just going to jump into security plus. And then they're like, Oh, you know, I, I keep failing the test. You know, I'm having a really hard time. And I'm like, well, 
that's because you haven't built your foundation yet. I mean, everyone's new at some point. So like I was like a couple of years ago, a few years ago, I was brand new. I didn't know anything about IT or security or anything. I mean, I had to start off with, you know, A plus and network plus and security plus like everyone else does. I had to go do a help desk role. I had to do other internships to, you know, help build my knowledge. But a lot of people just want to jump straight into security, which I get the fascination to do that. But I, my advice usually is just like, slow down, you know, just, just take your time with it. It's, it's okay. Security will be there. Like you just, (laughs) as long as you just put in the hard work and, you know, just keep it up, like you'll get into security one day if that's really your goal. Okay. So, I mean, everything you're saying right now is, do you, have you ever considered or thought of yourself as like entrepreneur at heart? Have you ever thought of yourself as being an entrepreneur? (laughs) I don't know. I've never done anything entrepreneurial. So per se. (laughs) <laughs> well, because what everything you're describing is something that an entrepreneur will naturally gravitate towards, right? Yeah. Is understanding patience, understanding you have to learn your craft, you know, mm-hmm. whatever lane you pick, you start owning it. And then once you start getting into a flow of things, you start seeing and embracing opportunity. And what is really re- resonating in my head right now is the fact that you started writing. Are you a natural writer or was that a, a byproduct of your experiences that you just said, oh, heck, I got to share it? Yeah. I mean, I've, I, in my head, I mean, that's the first initial thought that I was like, I need to share this, like, but I've always just kind of been like a natural writer anyways. You know, I mean, it's, it's different, like writing like school papers and stuff is just kind of a drag, but like writing on my own, I've always enjoyed. And like, when I write these articles, like it doesn't like, it takes me, you know, hours of course, but it's, it doesn't really feel like a ton of work. It's just like, oh, I'm just, writing my thoughts. And the next thing I know it, it's, you know, three hours later, I'm like, okay, I need to, you know, I need to make this more concise or something. (laughs) But but yeah, I I don't know. I really enjoy writing, but it's mainly the purpose of just to get the information out to people. And I feel like being like the way that I write things, just more concise and just, just taking the time to make sure that it's well-written and stuff so that people can really follow things. And like, you know, just making sure it's like kind of step by step, because that's how I think is just like one step at a time. It's methodical, which is good for cybersecurity. Where do you want to go in your career? What what do you envision for your path? That's a good question. I'm not I'm not super sure what I envision. Like people I I I love it when people are like asked like, oh Nick, what's your what's your five year plan? What's your 10 year plan? I'm like, well, I don't I don't really know. Like all I I was just focused on what I want to do next year, what I want to do the year after that, maybe. I've just been like laser focused for the last year or so, just trying to get get into this sort of position, like a security engineer position. That that's that was the goal. And that's what I've just been laser focused on for forever. So I don't know. I haven't really thought about what I want to do five years from now, what I want to do 10 years from now. Like I guess I'll just kind of see where this takes me and just kind of follow my interests. That's always what I've done is just kind of follow my interests and see where it leads me. <laughs> oh, I love yeah. it. Again, it's rather open-ended. It sounds like to me, you're going to jump at that next proper opportunity and then you're going to embrace it. But I got to tell you, my friend, keep doing blogs and, and writing um, because that does establish you as a credible advisor amongst your peer group, as well as others to identify you. And what a great reflection on the companies that you're with. Uh, to have the wherewithal to bring you on and uh, develop you as a talent. I'm, I'm excited. I want you to remember Leah and Sia. Okay. When you're like the C, uh, CISO of the next company. 
Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, I know you're getting asked uh, quite a bit more because I see you too on and talk to people who are interviewing you for podcasts and media channels is what I meant to just, I, I love that you take those opportunities and that you do that. Again, it's, it's, I think some of us wish we had those early in our career. It is a great way to build your brand and get out there more and, and share your journey, your perspective. And I think that's a lot of what leaders encompass, right? When we look at really good leaders, you know, they're mentors to some of us. It's their ability to be open and to share and to talk about where they failed and where they ha- where they've done well and why. And I think all of that encompassing is is makes up a good leader. So I don't know, Nick, I'm excited to see where you go in your journey in cyber and, you know, keep up the work that you're doing. And like Sia said, we hope to have you back in 10 years if we're still around, which we better be. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. How morbid are you, girl? Jeez. No, I just meant in general, like I want our podcast to be, you know, still ticking. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's what I meant. Assuming we, we, we have not you know, our demise. Um, no, Nick, it has been such a pleasure, you know, getting to know you and all this. So, I mean, come on, man. We've been talking a lot, a lot of really interesting things. I think you're doing amazing work to bring the next generation of, of workforce to have a great community. And I think that's rare for early 20 year olds. Let's just be honest. I did not think about developing my own, didn't think about having my own network or being part of a community or having faith that I would be accepted into a community and with security and cybersecurity, I think you're doing a great, great thing. So on that note, for those and individuals that want to get to know you and if they want to get a hold of you, where can they go? LinkedIn is the place. So you can just type in my name and on LinkedIn and I mean, I'm also on Twitter, but I'm usually just there to, you know, stalk people and stuff like that. I don't, I don't really post anymore because it's just not my thing, but you know, LinkedIn is where I got all my information, all my news, post all my articles, all my advice, everything. So if you want to get in contact with me, direct message me. I respond to every message. I promise I actually do. I'm not like those people that say that they do and then they really don't. I've, and I've heard that from others in our industry. So mm-hmm. thank you for doing that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Right. It takes a lot of time, but I, I, I enjoy hearing from people. Excellent. So yeah. Okay, here's one humdinger question. I know we said we wouldn't do that to you, but let's just do it. So what was the one thing you did as a child that you got away with? That's legal, I guess. We'll, 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 <laughs> yeah, let's keep it legal-ish. <laughs> Man, that is a, that's a really tough question. <laughs> I don't know. I just like, as a child, I just wasn't like, I just wasn't like super mischievous or anything. Like I was an only child and I just kind of like, you know, my parents were always keeping my, their eye out. And I just, I, I honestly just never really was into like causing trouble and stuff like that. So I, I don't, I don't know per se. <laughs> I've always just kind of been like an old soul, if that makes sense. Oh no, I love it. Oh, I love it. You so made it sweet. easy for them. It sounds like, <laughs> well, they've got to be proud and uh, congrats on recently completing your master's too. That's huge. Right. Mm-hmm. Thank That's you. Right. I'm just, I'm just waiting on it to come in the mail. So <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's huge. Did you get to walk or no, or no? No. So I, so since I graduated in the summer, they had their, their graduation ceremony in the spring. So I, I'm, and I, I, I walked for like my, like high school and stuff. And then I graduated my, with my bachelor's during COVID. So we didn't have it. And then, you know, so I, I didn't walk, but 
it's it's totally okay. I don't I don't need to walk. I I just the piece of paper is totally cool with me. <laughs> but, Amen. Well, that that is awesome. So you know what? we've taken up so much of your time. Lee, do you have any other great questions for Nick? No, I again I want to just thank you for being a guest with us today and for all the work you do in the community and for sharing your experience um as you go through it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. 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 Yeah. So on that note, I guess we can wrap up this chapter of the CISO Diaries. Thanks so much, Nick. It's such a pleasure to meet you. You kick butt. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks for having me.